0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another installment here on Tuesdays for Tomorrow on this rainy, almost early Monday evening here in November of 2023. I've entitled tonight's message, Blah, 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 Thermal Nuclear Edition, Part 2, because you want all to hear a continuation of the previous episode with the same title. Well... I just want to say thanks again for uh, joining me here tonight on Tuesdays for Tomorrow brought to you live by Spotify and Spotify podcasters iHeartRadio and now Sirius Sirius FM or XM or however they want to call themselves including all the major um, world social media accounts like Facebook x formerly Twitter Instagram Snapchat TikTok and everybody else and if you're listening to this message live from wherever you podcast, I sincerely do welcome you all to tonight's message here on Tuesdays for tomorrow. Well, we begin with me, ladies and gentlemen. I um, visited a museum. It was a museum of natural history and science. In which, yes, there was little girls and boys there because they were on a school field trip. So it was kind of noisy. But I did learn something off from, from the museum that we were visiting, me and my escort person. Well, actually, I was just there by myself before I look at it. That, yes, I was right about one thing, and that is that the planet Mars, ladies and gentlemen, is actually too cold, too full of carbon dioxide or carbon oxide. And, yes, it once has, has supported water before it became. A barren, red colored desert land hardly teeming with any known extraterrestrial life on it. You have asked me all a very good in- intellectual question, ladies and gentlemen. What would humanoid life look like on Mars? Well,. Let's just say if Elon Musk could design the starships to actually get us there, rather than having them prematurely explode while takeoff, or besides him uh, designing starships that since somehow get lost and then explode while they approach the end of space here on planet Earth. But to look at it this way, ladies and gentlemen, from a very scientific point of view, let's just say somebody actually did design a really nice, more futuristic than either NASA and SpaceX combined, and and uh, kind of like something as yeah, Star Trek or Star Wars, and it would get us from Earth to Mars in a short distance. Because after all, ladies and gentlemen, what we're saying now from SpaceX, and especially NASA, when it comes to humanoid colonization on Mars, if what happened right now, it's all just simply blah, blah, blah. Onwards. But let's just look at it from a new futuristic in idea and wondrous view. Once someone actually did invent the kind of starships that we see on both Star Trek, Star Wars, and many other sci-fi TV and movie franchises, if it goes all real. Would humanoid ever us humanoids ever colonize Mars? Possible. Unless if we actually bought technology from Earth to so that we can terraform it to our humanoid and plant life and animal life suitable needs and vital vitality of growing um, humanoid colonies on the surface of the planet of Mars, because without it, if we just went over there right now, without this kind of technology, which what I do hope that won't be uh, invented till sometime in the near future, due to extreme coldness, windiness, dryness, and too much carbon dioxide, and even carbon monoxide that currently exists on the planet Mars, we all would be dead by now because there's actually little to no oxygen on the planet, the fourth planet of our solar system. And so for now, it's all just blah, blah, blah. Whether it comes to SpaceX or even NASA or whoever actually designs their starships, the prototype ones, not the real ones. (sighs) Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that answers you, all your questions on this rainy evening. Yes, it did rain for a while. And uh, so anyhow, um, see what else I can tell you. Oh, yes, um, I'll be starting a new podcast series that should be mostly video but also audio called DW Masterclass. Where I take on all your wonder questions that you have, if it either be history, science, climate, environment, sci-fi, current events, past events, military matters, almost anything that you all, ladies and gentlemen, could possibly throw at me if you want my good, honest, intellectual, mental, and logical opinion on, I'll be doing that sometime next month. So, be all excited for me if you all tune into that. So, it's kind of like me playing visual educator with me narrating. If you're a kid, if you do get to see it, then it should be somewhat very educational for you all kids. So, otherwise, for the rest of tonight's episode, is yes, I've heard there was an earthquake in the Philippines. Um, six-point-something past it in the southern part of the Philippines, all because of mankind these days, including our own leaders, other world leaders, go around with their fake pro-climate change fighting, blah, 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 and other green energy ideas, which actually aren't actually intellectual ideas, all is just poor fakes and even more blah, blah, blah especially at this COP28 climate summit that's supposed to be starting pretty soon. where I'm sorry to say, ladies and gentlemen, we're all these world leaders. I don't know why they keep on coming up with these all these climate change summits, which they should find that they're all completely useless, not even helpful. They do not actually come up with very sustainable goals or ideas for mankind to – better itself when it comes to taking care of the environment of our plants and fighting against climate change, in which the actual climate emergency itself really isn't real, nor is it actually factual or even truthful. All because of you know who just had to say, how dare you? How dare you? And how dare you? Over and over again, that so becomes... Extremely hypnotic, and later, extremely boring. Even so, our little annoying and endless ribbiting friend, little Greta Thunberg, is still pretty much in her mind, and her abstination is still pretty much, even with the climate protests that she's still doing, which one one person wrestled a mic from her. Should have been successful in that over there in the Netherlands. All she ever says now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to say is nothing but, you guessed it, blah, 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 <laughs> and then over a thousand times more. It's that's why it is with the Fridays for Future protests. All this is just blah, 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 even scribbled on re- discarded and somewhat unrecyclable pizza boxes, cardboard. So. If you look past their Fridays for future climate protests, all they ever do is just say ribbit, 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 and especially blah, blah, blah all day, that becomes sincerely and very severely hypnotic. It's just like you don't know, you actually won't know what they're actually saying through their signs and through their ideas. Why? Because they actually do not have any sustainable, renewable and better futuristic-looking and factual goals for humanity as well as for you and me. They just want us to live like we're in poverty here and all around the world, knowing them. They don't even do any kind of climate science or actually science research, as what the anti-Greta kind of realist named Naomi Zeit pointed out over the years. And then all they ever do is just stick around and stick with Greta's non-stop verbal train, runaway train that says blah, blah, blah on it. So that's how they function. That's how I look at it. I don't know how you look at it, ladies and gentlemen, but that's how I personally look at it. That's why world governments are trying so hard to crack down on these violent climate protests and we shouldn't blame them. You and me and everybody else around the world. Well, before I end tonight's episode, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say that um, if we do if we do want to save our planet as well as save the future of humanity, then there's only one way out. And that's to go back to God the Father through His Son, our Lord Jesus. Especially since Thanksgiving's coming up. I'd like to say I'd like to wish you all, if you're celebrating the holiday here in the United States and especially Canada and elsewhere, I'd like to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving from me and my family. Hope you all is a an enjoyable and wonderful one. And we all should be giving thanks to our heavenly creator above for creating our planet, as well as everything in it. Including the animals on land. The animals in the sea all the way, including to us, humankind from the dust of the earth. And so I now end this message to you all here on Tuesdays for Tomorrow. Hope you all like it. And if you wish to join me or follow me here on Spotify and Spotify Podcasters or rate it, you're more than welcome to. If you wish to follow me, then feel free to. If you want to rate my show five stars here on Spotify Podcasters or even on Spotify itself, then any kind of rating that you give me will be gladly appreciated. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, as I go, I just want to say good night to all of us, especially our children, most especially our aging. Living and breathing biosphere, which is our planet Earth, which truly factually belongs to God and the one else. And remember, I want you to think, not panic.